HIPEC is one of the most innovative treatments available today for complex cancers. And my guest to tell us about this is Dr. Yorgos Karakousis. He's an associate professor of surgery at the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. Dr. Karakousis, welcome. I'm so glad to have you join us. What a fascinating topic we're talking about today. Tell us what is HIPEC and what's the rationale for that and other intraperitoneal type therapies? HIPEC is uh, heated intraperitoneal chemotherapy. And what that means is uh, giving chemotherapy that typically we give into the vein directly into the abdominal cavity. Its purpose is to treat patients who have peritoneal surface malignancies. In other words, cancers that have grown in the abdominal cavity on the surface of organs. Uh, these can be very challenging to treat by other methods. The HIPEC approach involves uh, surgery to remove the tumors and then give high-dose chemotherapy, much higher than would, than would be able to be given intravenously directly to where the tumors are. This is done uh, using heat to allow for better penetration of the chemotherapy into the tissue and to destroy the cancer cells. That was a great explanation. So what's the advantage of heating the chemotherapy, doctor? Under heated condition, uh, conditions, cancer cells and tumor tissue is more fragile and allows for the chemo to penetrate more preferentially into the tumor tissue rather than the normal tissue. It spares the normal tissue some of the side effects of the chemotherapy while get it, getting better delivery of the chemotherapy directly into the cancer cells and into the cancer tissue. So then, doctor, what cancers are not as responsive to traditional chemotherapy and what tumor types and cancers are really best treated with HIPEC? HIPEC is not for every cancer. Um, it tends to work better for certain types of cancers. Those cancers include cancers of the appendix, which are rare cancers, but can be very difficult to treat by other mechanisms. Uh, the so-called classic pseudomyxoma peritonei, which is uh, the, the uh, development of large amounts of mucinous material in the abdominal cavity from appendix tumors, is one such type tumor uh, for which HIPIC is particularly useful. Another type uh, that it may be particularly useful for is mesothelioma. So we may be familiar with mesothelioma uh, occurring in the lungs, in the pleura, but it can also occur in the abdominal cavity. And this can be a difficult uh, disease to treat otherwise. Cytoreductive surgery uh, with HIPEC can be an effective way of delivering high-dose chemotherapy to this tumor as well. Other cancers for which uh, there has been some uh, role for HIPEC include patients with colon cancers with more limited disease uh, and patients with ovarian cancer are being studied and, and under investigation. But really the principal tumor types for which HIPEC seems to have the most uh, efficacy would be the appendix tumors uh, and the mesothelioma. Who would be a candidate? Because I would assume not everybody is. What are some clinical indications and contraindications for institution of HIPEC in certain cancer patients? These are long surgeries that involve sometimes several hours of debulking surgery prior to the infusion of the chemotherapy. So there are certain tumor factors that we look at and certain patient factors that we look at when deciding about the suitability of a patient for surgery. In terms of the tumor factors, we've discussed some of the histologies, but we also look at the distribution of the tumors. 
Patients with tumors that have invaded into distant organs, the lungs or liver, typically are not good candidates for this procedure. Those that are best suited are those that really the disease is on the surface of organs in the abdominal cavity, but not invaded into other organs. In terms of, uh, in terms of patient factors, we also look at um, the medical uh, condition of the patient. Because these are long surgeries, uh, it is important for patients to be under good uh, overall general health. Uh, age is sometimes a factor that we use in our decision-making. Older patients may not be able to tolerate these longer procedures. So we use a combination of patient tumor factors. Preoperative imaging in the form of CAT scans and MRIs can give us a better idea of the distribution of the cancers and help us select patients for this procedure. In some cases, uh, performing a laparoscopy where we look inside the abdominal cavity will give us a much better idea of whether a patient is a suitable candidate for a HIPEC procedure prior to undertaking it. Is it a first-line therapy or can certain people benefit from HIPEC? When does it become apparent that other chemotherapies might not be as effective and then you would look to HIPEC and are you using it right off the bat or are you waiting and seeing? In general, for tumor types that are low-grade, meaning not aggressive uh, types of tumors of the appendix, uh, for which systemic therapies given intravenously are not effective, HIPIC sometimes takes a primary role as first-line therapy. In fact, we don't have any effective second-line or intravenous or systemic options. In situations for which we do have more effective uh, systemic therapies, such as in patients with colorectal cancer, patients would typically undergo intravenous or more standard chemotherapy first, uh, and then, uh, depending on their response, uh, would be reassessed for their suitability for undergoing the HIPEC procedure. So I think it's a case-by-case basis. We make these decisions in a multidisciplinary fashion with, in conjunction with medical oncologists pathologists uh, who all uh, play into the decision-making and individualize the care for each patient. As a general rule, um, for patients with more aggressive malignancies uh, for which we have systemic therapies, we usually proceed with those first prior to undergoing a bigger operation. In fact, the recovery can be lengthy from these surgeries, uh, and so we do not want to get in a situation where a patient undergoes a big operation and is not able to get quickly on to some intravenous or systemic chemotherapy options, which may be effective. Is there any outcome data on the efficacy of HIPEC compared to more traditional chemos? And tell us about the patient experience with this, if you would, and for other providers when they are explaining this and indications for referral. So in terms of outcomes data, there there are um, many studies that have looked at outcomes of these patients uh, for different histologies in what's called retrospective fashion and much fewer prospective or randomized trials. This is something we really would like to try to increase to get a better uh, assessment of how HIPEC may help in comparison to other treatment types. Compared to historical controls for certain tumor types like low-grade appendix cancers, Um, the addition of this heated chemo seems to offer benefit over and above surgery alone. These patients were treated in the past with simple debulking without the addition of the HIPEC. The the idea of of infusing uh, hot or heated chemotherapy into the abdominal cavity can certainly be a scary thought for any patient uh, undergoing it. And in fact, 
these surgeries can be lengthy and can be associated with some serious side effects or toxicities. That being said, um, it appears that the majority of the side effects or the toxicity from the, these procedures probably is related to the surgery itself. Uh, in other words, the debulking of the cancers and less so to the addition of the heated chemotherapy. Patients who undergo long, lengthy surgeries with removing uh, multiple cancers uh, probably are at similar risk uh, to those who go, undergo th that with the addition of the HIPIC procedure. So the HIPIC procedure, uh, I think, probably does not add a significant amount more morbidity uh, to, the, to the whole procedure in general. Um, it does lengthen the time of the surgery, really adds some morbidity. In terms of recovery, um, the, these can be kind of long operations to recover from, and we certainly tell patients to anticipate a couple months recovery period. Now, this is not a couple months where they're not able to do anything, but it's a couple months after the surgery where they're not quite feeling as energetic, um, they're not as motivated to get up and about and do the normal activities they would do. So um, it's something to be anticipated in the recovery, just like any major abdominal surgery. Thank you for that answer. As we wrap up, why is HIPEC usually performed at an academic medical center like Penn Medicine? And tell other providers what you would like them to know about when to refer and the importance of referring to the specialists at Penn Medicine. These are complex cases that really are best done at centers with significant experience. I think there's a lot of data to suggest that the outcomes, both short-term and longer-term, are better when treating treated by physicians who have experience um, in this type of surgery. And it, it happens from the very onset of the, of the process. So uh, when we see a patient, the multidisciplinary approach we take at a place like Penn is key to um, helping best select patients for this procedure, really involves a multidisciplinary approach uh, in conjunction with our anesthesiologists, our critical care team postoperatively, um, our medical oncologists uh, to, to coordinate um, multi-modality uh, care before and after surgery, uh, and really the nursing team. It really it takes a team approach to do these, and so uh, that's something we can certainly offer at Penn. What I would, would suggest, if you have patients for which HIPIC is even a consideration, uh, early referral is the best assessment because uh, the, the initial approach is oftentimes important in terms of coordinating the overall care of these patients. Great information. Absolutely fascinating topic. Dr. Karakousis, thank you so much for joining us today. That wraps up this episode from the experts at Penn Medicine. Head on over to our website at pennmedicine.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share with other providers, share on your social media, and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.